The Real Estate Sessions is brought to you by Relola. The Relola app helps agents leverage their local expertise. Create a beautiful interactive map of everything you love about your community, from businesses to listings to local features. Share it on Facebook and your website. And it's free for all realtors in 2018. Learn more at relola.com. The agent I was talking to yesterday was talking about getting a website and branding. And, and he was like, oh, I'm calling myself blah, blah, blah. And it's like, and I don't, but I don't really feel like that tells people anything about me. I'm like, well, if you don't feel that way, then instead of just throwing some brand and some logo out there because you feel like you need to do it as fast as possible, why not sit down with a bunch of your friends or people that you know really well, that know you really well, and talk through what it is that they, what is it that you all have in common? Welcome to the Real Estate Sessions podcast where industry leaders share their stories and offer tips and advice for real estate professionals. Now your host, Bill Rissa of Fidelity National Title in Tampa, Florida. Hi, everybody. Welcome to episode 127 of the Real Estate Sessions podcast. I'm I'm fresh home from Inman Connect 2018, and, and I'm interviewing someone today who I actually got to see present on stage in New York uh, just last week, and I'm talking about the Seattle Divas, Kim Colapretti, Chavi Home, Partners in Crime with some really cool stuff happening in Seattle. And today we're just going to be talking to Kim. And Kim, I, I can't wait to get started. Welcome to the podcast. Oh, thanks, Bill. I'm really excited to I'm excited to be chatting with you today. Yeah, I got a chance to see your presentation. I thought you and Chavi did a great job. It was uh, I don't think I'm spilling any beans or, or sharing any secrets when I say that that you are very involved in your community and that you are of the mindset that you know everyone working together can make a difference and you don't see that um, openness a whole lot. And does that sound about right? Yeah, I mean that, that's definitely kind of where Chavi and I are coming from in our business and our lives. I mean it's mm-hmm. it's an important part of what we've always done in our lives and tried really hard to carry that into our career as real estate agents. And yeah, I I mean, I think that's true. A lot of people, we get a hand slapped a lot for doing things and writing things and saying things that other agents feel like we shouldn't be talking about, but you know, we kind of just don't care. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) we're going to talk more about this, but wouldn't you rather be hanging out with your own tribe? You know, I mean, that's, I mean, that's the key. That's the key. Yeah. So let's. Yeah, I mean, that's what we always say, yeah. 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 Let's go back. First of all, are you from the Pacific Northwest? No, I am not. I didn't think so. I, I, I've met you, I've talked to you. <laughs> where did you grow up? Well, um, I was born in Philly. Okay. And that's where my family is all from South Philly. But uh, I was uh, raised in um, what I call the motherland, which is New Jersey. Um, <laughs> and I went to Rutgers uh, College. So I, have, I spent my formative years in New Jersey. And then I scooted away as soon as I could from college. As soon as I graduated, I went to Germany and traveled around for two, three months. And then I plopped myself in Spokane, Washington, which without having a clue what it was like to be in the Northwest, I was like, oh, Spokane, it sounds like a nice place, but it was not the right spot for me. And then I eventually made my way to Seattle. So I have to ask this question. We're, re- we're recording this a few days before the Super Bowl. I'm assuming you're yeah. like fly, Eagles, fly person, right? Yes. <laughs> well, well, I actually made it to the East Coast the day of the um, playoffs, and I was 
in a bar in South Philly with my good, good friends and Chavi and I and watched the entire game and cheered and was so excited. So, yes, I am a devout Seahawks fan, obviously, because I have been in Seattle for years. But the Eagles are obviously my hometown team. So I am totally 100 percent. Um, go Eagles. And, yeah. you know, I'm kind of sick of the Patriots winning the Super Bowl. So, yeah, um, you and everybody else, unless they're from Boston. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> yep. And if I'm not mistaken, not a sports expert, but I think this is the second time the Eagles have played against the the um, Patriots in the Super Bowl. So I would love to see them win this time. Correct. The, the Eagles have not won a Super Bowl. They've been to a couple. No. This would be great. I'm, uh, trust no. me. The whole country's yeah. been for them, so I know. I hope so. I love that they're the underdogs. Yay! Well, I hope as we, as people listen to this podcast, are going, "Yay!" Kim got her win. <laughs> you know, otherwise, it'll be the Boston people, you know, yelling at us online. I know, know. I know. I have a lot of good friends in Boston, but they are, they're going to understand. Yeah. So I, I mentioned at the beginning that you're part of the uh, you're the Seattle Divas, and you and you and Chavi are partners. And tell me, um, how did the two of you meet? And was it prior to becoming, you know, uh, opening up the the brokerage or being up? I'm sorry, joining Coldwell Bank, or was it prior to that? Yes, yes. So Chavi and I met working at a non a local nonprofit in the '90s called the Northwest AIDS Foundation, which is now transitioned to Lifelong AIDS Alliance. And we were both working in kind of in the same area, but she was in communications and I was in public policy. Okay. And then so we are just for like around the corner from each other. Gotcha. And from there, did you actually, did you have another gig or something before you transitioned into real estate? When did you no. start? Yeah. So you went straight from there? Yeah. So we met and we started dating and then she left the organization and went to a, a few other organizations, eventually ended up at um, WAMU, um, but luckily left before, you know, um, they crashed and burned. Right. And Starbucks. And then I left like literally maybe a year after we started dating, I was like, you know, I'm kind of burned out on public policy. It's, it was a really tough time to be working on these issues. And it's a, you know, nonprofit is a high burnout job, especially if you're lobbying and organizing and fighting for something that at that time was, it was still a huge fight to work on HIV AIDS issues. Um, Not that it's easy now, but it's, it was a pretty rough time. So I just decided that I was going to move on to do something different. And I really wanted to have kind of more control over my personal life and my personal time. So I hooked up with a friend who had left nonprofits and policy work to go do real estate. And she said, you know, I think you'd be great doing real estate and, you know, it's going to be tough and you probably should save like $20,000. And I was like, well, I have 3000. Let's see if I can make this work. So I just, jump ship and went into real estate. I'm going to guess that some of the skills you learned, because talk about having to negotiate, you know, in, yeah. in the world of the nonprofit translate directly into what you do um, running. Your, yeah. yeah. Talk about I mean, that. Yeah. I mean, I did lobbying. So I went to DC and I went to Olympia and Washington and lobbied. I spoke in front of, you know, the governor's advisory council on HIV AIDS. I organized people to, do letter writing campaigns and go to Olympia and lobby and go to DC and lobby. I mean, I traveled all over the state and met with people in, you know, the smallest towns in Eastern Washington, which are pretty conservative and did lobbying training. So a lot of it was gaining the skills that you need for real estate, you know, how to negotiate, how to communicate to people from different levels, how to, you know, market 
yourself and what you're doing um, on something that that relates to them. So, because the way to get people, you know, when you're trying to organize folks to lobby, you have to relate to them on how what how does this connect to them? Right. Um, so, I think it was very similar skills, and I'm I'm just always been a people person. I've always liked you know being around people and talking to folks. So, it's pretty it was pretty easy for me to translate that to real estate. Right. Let's let's talk about the the genesis of Team Diva. This, it, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> so uh, you're you're a part of Cobalt Banker Bain, correct? One a really yes. big Cobalt Banker operation in the Northwest. Yes, we're we're a um, single owner affiliate of the National Cobalt Banker brand, and um, I've been at Cobalt Banker Bain since day one. I've never moved to a different, you know, never worked any place else, and I was my own agent, just myself alone, and then I had an assistant part-time for a few years before the crash. And then in 2008, Chavi and I started, well, actually maybe in 2007, Chavi and I started talking about possibly joining forces. She was feeling a little bit frustrated with her corporate job. She was working at Starbucks at the time. And then in early 2008, she kind of just had a, you know, like a come to Jesus, so to speak, conversation with her manager at Starbucks. And she was like, "I'm, I'm done. And she quit and called me and was like, I quit my job and I'm going to come join you in real estate. And I was like, okay, okay. great. <laughs> um, and then of course, four months later, the market crashed. Um, so it was a definitely a rough start to the partnership because I was used to being by myself and working alone and having an assistant. And the first few months I was like, Chavi, could you fax this for me? And she was like, uh, I haven't used a fax machine in five years. I can't believe you people are still faxing things. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. And Chavi, can you, you know, I don't know. Oh, I, I asked her to laminate something and she broke the laminator. You know, I mean, it was like, I was like, you're not an assistant. Like, this needs to be like a team. We were like, we need to be a team and we need to figure out how to get you up to speed as fast as possible um, so that we are, you know, we're a team and then find ourselves an assistant. But it was tough to do in the middle of the recession when there was not a lot of stuff going on. Yeah. Did did you did you kind of work on the short sell side of things? I mean, did you kind of pivot and adapt like most had to do? We did. We did. I mean, Chavi and I basically, I mean, and the thing I always say when, when I have these conversations with folks is that I think actually the recession was our kind of our saving grace in creation of the team because the fact that, that, Chavi and I were forced to now create something different that I hadn't, that I, that was different than what I had alone meant that we were already starting from scratch. And when you're starting from scratch and you really don't, you know, the business was kind of shifting and transitioning and all kinds of things were happening. I mean, Yelp was becoming the new thing. Social media was becoming more and more powerful. Digital marketing was becoming more and more powerful. None of these things are tools that I used when I was a loan agent. We didn't have Facebook. I mean, Facebook was just starting. We didn't have email newsletters. I mean, people weren't using these tools. So so we kind of threw everything out and just said, let's just start over again and create something totally different. And we kind of created this team diva that is now that's been, you know, transitioning constantly. Right. But but the genesis of that was Chavi and I, and we did do a lot of short sales. We actually partnered with a really good agent um, friend of ours at Coal Banker, Bain, Matt Miner, and 
he was kind of the I'll negotiate, you know, this side and you guys do the marketing and we kind of joined together and joined forces and did a ton of short sales together. And we just figured that we did a ton of foreclosures. Yeah, but we just figured it out, you know, and made it through the hardest times um, until 2012. And then it was, you know, then things kind of shifted pretty fast. I looked at a lot of stuff as I was preparing for this conversation. And, and I'm going to tell you right now, I absolutely love your website. And, and I want to talk about that just for a second. I mean, how long has it looked like it's looked like now? And, and um, you know, did you sit down with designers and design that or who? who? Yeah, so, so we're always, I mean, we, we're, we're of the mindset that you're always, you know, if you're ahead of anyone, it's only maybe by two steps being ahead. And this, the, the things constantly are constantly changing mm-hmm. in this market. So we just did this revamp of the website. Maybe I think it was two years ago. We're going on our second um, year of this website revamp, and it's still always we're always tweaking the website. But this iteration is probably a couple of years old. All right. Um, and yeah, we have a designer we work with. He's amazing. A designer web guy that we work with, and we are always going back and forth into the website and going, you know, I don't like the way this functions. Let's, let's redo this section or let's redo that section and trying to just make it cleaner and more sleek design and easier for folks to navigate. It's a, it's constant work on our end, Yeah, but I'm glad that, that, that you like it. And it seems like a lot of our folks are really into this new version of our website. Yeah. It's beautiful. Anyone listening, go check it out. Right. So it's, it's, uh, you know, I'm sure other people might look at it and get ideas. <laughs> That's yeah, how well, it works. One of the, yeah, one of the things we did is that we added a, this IDX broker feed so we could easily feed our listings into the website with a lot less work once they're listed. And that kind of was the motivation for changing up the look a little bit of the site. So it was also helped us quite a bit in managing our listings because now we can move so much faster. Well, we were manually inputting them. You know, every time we listed them, we had a manual input, every little bit of data. This has saved us so much time and energy. And our marketing um, person, Michael, can now focus um, more on other things. Good. Let's talk about the team. Uh, you mentioned Michael. Oh, your sure. team Your team is growing, right? I think you just added someone new recently. We, we did. We just added Remington. So there's Chavi and I who um, own and run the team. And then we have... And now we have four, um, as we call them, diva dudes, because we're the divas and they're the diva dudes. So um, there's Rocky, Roy, Remington. And to break up the R's, we have Michael. Okay, good. So. <laughs> and are you, do you see this, do you see the team getting bigger over time? Is there kind of a oh, sweet spot for you? Yeah, I mean, we don't really know where that sweet spot is. I mean, I think Chavi and I have constantly gone back and forth about how to grow the team and whether we should grow the team. And I think we try and keep it as organic as possible. So we look for opportunities for folks who want to join who seem like a good fit. And we bring them in and, you know, sometimes they work and sometimes they don't. Remington so far has been on the team for maybe two months. He's doing really, really well. He's a go-getter, and um, it's been it's been great. He fits in really well with the rest of the team, and we've basically tried to bring in new agents so that we can pull up the other folks on the team to higher level. 
Gotcha. So everyone, everyone is a, is a licensed person on the team. And, but the only person who doesn't sell real estate is Michael. Okay. He's our desk dude, so to speak, but gotcha. <laughs> you need, you need somebody handling that stuff. Right. But he has like five different hats. You know, he's like our marketing guy and he's our listing coordinator and he's our lead love person. Um, so he does a ton of stuff in the office. All right. Go, Michael. I'll say that for him. So there yeah. we go. Let's <laughs> also a formative, famous local drag queen. Oh, so, my. That's so he's got yeah. he could do everything. Right. Right. Um, Donatella. How is his drag name? And he. um he is one of our number one brand ambassadors as Donatella, so wow. it works out great. <laughs> well, let's let's talk about the brand and um, some of the. Okay. Things. You're so involved in the community. Uh, you talked about yeah. that on stage. Uh, it's a it's, you can see it right on your website. Talk about um, how the team is involved with that local Seattle, you know, area. Well, I think Chami and I have always been political or or community focused. I mean, we both worked in nonprofits until we got. Into until she went into corporate work and I went into real estate. And, you know, when you're married lesbians, it's kind of hard to stick your head in the sand and not be focused on what's happening in your community because lots of issues that come down the pike impact you as women and as people, members of the LGBTQ community. But also one of the things that Chavi and I started doing when we were really early in the team is we early on realized that, you know, the only way we're going to survive the recession is if we band together with our community folks and we all work through these dark times together. So from an early on, Chavi and I were doing local events with our small business owners and helping to raise money for nonprofits and arts organizations. And that kind of just blossomed as part of what we do. But then we've also become slightly more political over the years because we've, one, become more confident in our position to say, you know, we're pretty confident in who we are and what we stand for. And we want to work with people who have similar values that we do. And that's more important to us. So, and it doesn't impact us negatively because the people who love us really love that that's that that's what we stand for and they love that we're community involved and they love that we take a stand on issues and that we help raise money for nonprofits and that we're constantly engaged in what's happening locally and nationally on different issues so for us it's been a really positive kind of you know um brand solid it solidifies our brand even more with our with our folks right. love our deep dwellers and our devotees as we call them so now, i'm sure that you've heard a many a public speaker a broker somebody say hey don't be too um controversial just you know you want to work with everybody and so just right. kind of stay quiet and um and then but then i know people i know you and chavi i know some other people in phoenix who have said uh, forget that. I would rather, yeah. you just said it, I would rather um, be who I truly am. And I, I know that that's going to attract people to me that I really will enjoy working with. And that's what you just right. said. Right? Yeah. Right. And I, I mean, we were both just at Inman and I, I listened to a bunch of other folks speak. And what I heard over and over again is focus on your niche, focus on your niche, yes. build your niche. I'm like, so my niche happens to be people who are also, or our niche as a team happen to be folks that are 
community and politically focused. Yeah. And it's not like we agree completely on every single point of every single issue, but we all agree that there's, uh, that as real estate agents or Chavi and I in our community, that we need to be involved and we need to be leaders in, in moving the process forward, whatever that means, yeah. you know? So I view being a real estate agent as being a community leader. I've always felt that way. I mean, you are, you are intimately involved in building and shaping communities because you were selling houses to people and those people are making an investment, not just in that house, but in that community and into that city as a homeowner. So obviously issues that impact the community and the city are important to them. So why would we not talk about them is what I don't understand. <laughs> um, yeah. But I have, I mean, I have heard that over and over and over again. And, you know, Chabi and I wrote an a, a article about why we supported Hillary Clinton and it got picked up by Inman. And it was really interesting because the comments were pretty extreme on both sides. I mean, there were a ton of people that were like, way to go. And there were a ton of people like, that is inappropriate or that is something you should never do. And I'm like, well, maybe you should never do that, but that's you. Right. That's not me. The mu it, and must, it must be something in the water up there near Seattle. Cause just south of you in Tacoma, there's a couple of people down there with I've yeah, right. Ann, Ann Jones and Marguerite, right? So. Oh yeah. Ann and Marguerite are really good friends of ours. Yeah. I love those two to death. And you, the, the four of us are always, you know, cooking up a scheme or something. Out there. <laughs> What? Y'all cooking up some scheme. Well, right. Yeah. <laughs> I love well, it. I mean, it's, it's, I think it's partially being in the Northwest, um, but it's also partially just who we are. Like when you're, when you're, when these issues are deep down passionate and important to you, how you kind of shove them to the side and pretend like they're not there and that you don't care about them and they don't impact you in your community and just, you know, turn that side of you off feels completely inauthentic to me. And uh, frankly, I don't want to be the real estate in for everyone. I mean, I think I mentioned this or Chavi and I both mentioned this in our presentation at Inman that we have created a brand that is so, um, it's so clear and it's so strong and it's so obvious who we are and what we stand for when you see us or meet us or go to the website and check us out or read our blogs that people kind of self-select, which is fine with me because I want someone who's going to walk in the door and know that they're walking in the door because they want to work with team diva. They've chosen to work with team diva. And unless somehow I'm different than they expect me to be, which I'm probably not going to be, they are like, yes, I want to work with you. I don't need to paw through a bunch of people who are just, you know, um, calling random real estate agents and looking for the person they like the best and sit through interview after interview, trying to convince someone that they should work with me and having people ask me for discounts all the time, or am I willing to pay for stage? I mean, I, I don't want to do that. And our people that we meet don't ask that stuff because they, they want us to work with them. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yep. so that makes my life a lot easier. That's great. Uh, you and Chavi both are asked to speak a lot in the in the Washington State area and nationally. I mean, you were in New York with Inman. Yeah. Um, 
and, and a lot is to talk about digital marketing and branding because you 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 have this thing just kind of it's like you said it's so clear and as Seth Price would say so many people are not very clear <laughs> about right. what their brand is right so so let's what are some of the mistakes you see agents making we won't name any names but what are some of the things you see people do wrong uh, and and maybe to stay positive maybe give us an example of somebody who you really like what they're doing oh well there's a lot of people that I love what they're doing okay. um. So, I mean, I think the this is really interesting because I had a, a really good client friend of ours move to Boston and she has a friend who is a new agent and I had a really long conversation with him yesterday about building his business and how we got started. And one of the things that we were talking about is the fact that a lot of agents are so, you get your license and then you are basically like thrown to the wolves. like here, go out and get some business, even though you don't really know how to sell a house and you've never listed a property before. <laughs> um, go out and find yourself a bunch of people to work with because you're going to be broke if you don't, which I don't understand how I managed to survive that. But looking backwards, I'm like, that is the scariest prospect ever. And I think I spent my whole first year in real estate being completely overwhelmed and not having a clue what I was doing. I just muddled through. Um, so I think one of the things that agents make, new agents make, is they they try and get clients and do the business without really knowing the business, right? I mean, you don't really know how to sell a house until you've sold a house. You no, no amount of training, like on paper or in a classroom, can teach you how to do real estate right? or list a property. So I'm all for new agents going out and connecting with a mentor if they can and just working with, you know, sitting through as many meetings as possible with them, buyer intakes, seller intakes, listening to them on the phone, working through deals with them, taking the opportunity to learn from someone who knows the business really well. And then the agent I was talking to yesterday was talking about getting a website and branding. And, and he was like, oh, I'm calling myself blah, blah, blah. And he's like, and I don't, but I don't really feel like that tells people anything about me. I'm like, well, if you don't feel that way, then instead of just throwing some brand and some logo out there because you feel like you need to do it as fast as possible, why not sit down with a bunch of your friends or people that you know really well, that know you really well, and talk through what it is that they, what is it that you all have in common? What are the things that you're passionate about? What makes you special? And think about that and those key points and craft a brand, take the time to craft a brand where you really have a, your value proposition or your focus on why am I doing what I'm doing and how am I going about doing this that makes me different and then craft your brand from there. Don't just, you know, throw your name up in, an, in a website and get a cheesy logo and be like, oh, there's my brand. And I think wow. a lot of people do that because it's easy and fast and they feel compelled to do this as quickly as possible. And then it doesn't, you know, they never really go past that because once you go down that path, it's hard to backtrack. It's almost like you want them to reverse engineer the brand. Yeah. Right? Start, start with yeah. all these other things first. It will lead you back to, you know, what, what you should be uh, looking for. Right. Yeah. Right. And I'm not, that, I mean, and I'll be honest, I mean, it's taken us, you know, it's taken team diva years to craft the brand that we have. Um, so, I mean, Team Diva started in 2010 and the brand has tweaked, you know, the look and the image and it's slightly tweaked 
visually, but the core of who we are and what we represent has never changed. And that's how we have moved through our business ever since we started. And if you know what that core is and you know what's important to you and that's how you move through your business, then you will the foundation will always be solid as you you know tweak your brand or or craft your brand more specifically over the years but the core has never changed right. of who we are and what we're doing and why we do it who's killing it oh my god i mean well you know you already mentioned ann jones who's killing it but uh, now she's now she's uh, more in the broker realm than in the managing broker realm than the agent realm but i've always been a fan of ann her, I, I, I dream to have an Instagram as amazing as hers Instagram site is. So, <laughs> hey, you just gave um, me my, you just gave me my tweet for the show. Oh right. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you know we are really huge. I mean, we're really huge fans of the Philly homegirls. Um, there are Cowell Banker gals back in Philly. Of course, they're in my home. Uh, my you know, my hometown of Philly. And they're amazing. I mean, they're a team. Um, and Kristen McFeely, she was also on the stage at Inman. And the branding they do is so beautiful. The marketing they do is beautiful. Their um, client stories are just really, really lovely and wonderful and really give you a sense of who their clients are and what they stand for and what's important to them and how they're just, just the genesis of their team and and how they how they do real estate in their community and what's important to them and i i just love everything that they do cool so then something else we'll put uh, links to both of those um uh sites for both of those people to check out in the notes let's cool. let's let's talk about inman you sure. you've you've presented there multiple times you've attended lots of them how important has inman yeah. been for your business inman's a really fantastic place for us to be because I just love talking to people that are doing things differently than I'm doing them. And I love interacting with folks that are in um, different levels. So I love the fact that Inman is agents and brokers and tech folks and managers and CEOs, and they're all here together at Inman, listening to different people present and sharing their ideas and what they've done in their business to be successful. And you know, I might not choose to, to incorporate everything that I hear, but it's, it's good to see what other people are doing and to be challenged. And Inman's a really good place to challenge yourself. I love it because we've made such really amazing connections with folks over the years that I might not have met if I didn't go like Stacy Staub, you know, one of my favorite folks and that what she's doing at her new brokerage is fantastic. She's also a marketing genius in my opinion. So being able to sit down and just chit chat with her about what she's doing, you know, or, or talk to Seth Price from Placer about, and his marketing about what, what they're doing and his visions on marketing and just share our ideas. I mean, to me, that's, it's a, it's really pushes us to challenge ourselves on a regular basis. And it's, a, it's constantly, it keeps your brain constantly being creative and constantly working. Cause I think it's easy when you're a real estate agent to just do your business and think, Oh, I've got these systems in place and they're working. I'm just going to coast, you know, right. 
Um, and, and I think coasting is the worst thing you could do as a real estate agent. I, I always feel like it's, there's never like a set it and forget it mentality. It's always, you know, what can I do next? Or how can I make this better? Or how can I do this better? It's, it's constantly what Chavi and I are focused on in our business. Right. Let's talk about a key component of your, your strategy, right? And that's the, the, the local expertise you share, what you know about your community. I mean, old school blogging is not dead. And, and so talk about the importance of that and, and what you I love that it's called old school blogging. Right? I know, I know. <laughs> and there's still like how many percent of agents, like probably, I don't know, but there's probably 60 plus percent of agents who've never even started a blog or used the blog and people are calling it old school. Yep. Um, <laughs> we blog all the time. Now, Chavi and I blog less than we used to personally because we have someone who um, helps us write our blogs and uh, we have a team members who also write blogs. Chavi still blogs a lot more than I do. She is the queen of blogging because it's something she loves desperately. But I think for us, constantly being able to create new content and constantly being able to disseminate new and interesting information and whether that's real estate education, interesting, cool marketing ideas that we're doing for our clients, our listings, what's happening in the community, what's happening locally or nationally, politically, our favorite places to go have a good cocktail, whatever it is, we're constantly creating content and sending it out to our community through our newsletter. Our, we use Emma. I know a lot of folks use MailChimp. We use Emma as our newsletter, uh, our email newsletter system. And people love it. I mean, it keeps people constantly coming back for more information. But I think also because people can see that we're not just real estate agents. So we don't only blog about one thing. We blog about real estate, but we also blog about community issues, but we also blog about crazy fun stuff too. So there's something for everyone, you know, and I think that's been really helpful for us because people love our newsletter and they keep, you know, coming back and reading it year after year. So I don't know why people would say that, you know, blogging is not something that you should be, I mean, creating content to me is something that you're creating value to give to your clients, whatever that content is. I mean, that's the number one thing that we do. Yeah. Now, I, there, you know, there are companies out there now trying to make it easier. You know, you've got what uh, Relola's doing with, you know, yeah. creating your insights. And it's just, you know, some people just aren't dialed into that writing, you know, in a regular writing schedule. Which no, I get that. Yeah. No, it's like, I mean, I don't, I have a hard time writing blogs on a regular basis. That's why I, we hired someone to right. help us because, you know, you running a team and selling real estate makes it really hard. I totally get that. It's so I appreciate there's um, info out there to help folks or companies out there to help folks create this content. But I'm also a really big fan of learning to do it and and creating some of that original content yourself. And even if that means finding someone to help you, I, I think it's that can learn your voice who you have trust in. I think that's a really good approach, and we managed to find someone who's a really good friend of ours, who was a, you know, an arts blogger, who's an excellent writer, and he's learned our voice, and he blogs for us, and he's he he doesn't do the real estate stuff because obviously he doesn't know 
the ins and outs of real estate, but on other um, other topics, he's a stellar stellar writer. And and then we always have a little hand on crafting it. You know, he does the first draft, and sometimes we'll go in and tweak it a little bit, but it still makes our lives a lot easier. Well, Kim, I've had you here over the half hour I asked of your time. So I'm going to ask you the same final question I've asked every guest on the podcast. Okay. You've kind of already maybe hinted towards what your answer might be. But if, if you could give one piece of advice to a new agent just getting started in the business, what would it be? I think my number one piece of advice would be learn how to do the business the best you can as well as you can so that you can have the confidence to go out in the world and get clients knowing that you understand the ins, at least to a, a greatest extent as you can as a first year agent, that you understand the ins and outs of how to do the business and how to do it well. And then really focus on taking the time to craft a brand that that's based on your values and why you're doing the business and, and is don't be afraid to be as authentic and as focused and as niche as possible, because that's, that's the success model trying to be like the wonder bread real estate agent, or I'm so milk toast that I don't offend anyone. And I don't, you know, everyone will love me. I think that's old school and that's just not, the approach to take. And, and I think being as clear and focused as who you are as possible and not being afraid to find your tribe, as you said, that's the success model, find your tribe. And it doesn't have to be large, but when your tribe loves you, you will, they will, they will support you and everyone that they love and know will support you as well. And that's, that's the better way to build a business in my opinion. Kim, if somebody wants to reach out to you, what's the best way for them to get a hold of you or Team Diva? Um, well, we're on Facebook as Team Diva, and I'm on Facebook as Kim Colapretti, and so is Chavi. Um, I have an Instagram account that's Seattle Diva, and we also have a Team Diva Instagram account, and you can always tweet me at Seattle Divas. I can't thank you enough for taking some time out of your day to, to share your story. I love what you guys are doing. And oh, thank you. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to seeing what's coming next. So thank you so much. Okay, this has been really great. Thanks, Bill.